0: Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's interview. I have a special guest for you um, by the name of Carrie Jenkins. She is a board certified music therapist with a master's degree in music therapy from Drury University. She has been practicing music therapy since the summer of 2010, working with many diverse clients from children with de- developmental disabilities, Um, to the elderly, and today she is going to share with us some of the health benefits she has noticed in her practice of being a music therapist. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us on today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So I'm going to jump right into the questioning phase. Um, Can you share with our listeners what exactly is a music therapist?
1: Sure. So um, a music therapist basically is someone who has gone through a college curriculum um, and then done an internship and then got their board certification. And what they do is they use music in a therapeutic setting to work on non-musical goals. So basically what we do is we use music as our medium to connect with our clients to work on um, anything ranging from, like, physical goals, uh, communication, social emotional, um, educational goals, it really just depends on uh, which client we have and what we're focusing on for them during those specific sessions.
0: Awesome. So can you tell us how exactly did you decide to say that I want to become a music therapist? How did you, what was your journey like for that?
1: This is a fun, fun question. So I was (laughs) actually um, working as a file clerk at an MRI clinic and I think I was like a junior or senior in high school. Didn't really know what I wanted to do once I graduated. And um, one of the machine technicians that came in to like repair the machine and make sure it was functioning, the MRI machine. He found out that I had been learning guitar and started playing music at my church. And he said, hey, you should look into music therapy. Now, granted, this was back in like 2004, 2005. So I looked at him and I said, I don't, I don't know that that's a thing. So I had to, get on, had to get on Google and look up what music therapy is. And I was like, oh, okay, this sounds kind of interesting. And then I searched for um, schools that offered music therapy degrees and music therapy programs. Um, unfortunately, there's not one in Arkansas. There definitely wasn't one back then. I don't think there's still one in Arkansas now. So the closest one I found um, was Drury University in Springfield, Missouri. And I had family in that area. I was like, okay, this could maybe work. So went up for an interview and a tour, met um, the music therapy professor and some of the uh, music program directors. I was like, okay, this could work. I like this. And started my freshman year and stuck with it the entire way. Awesome.
0: So you had a love and a passion kind of for music that was more like a, I guess you said it was at your church service. So it was more like a um, hobby and like maybe... a a ministerial thing rather than, um, rather than a job. And then it became kind of like something that she went into based on what she was already doing.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a, uh, a huge like passion of mine. Um, Like my, my dad had kind of thought about being um, a choral director at one point or doing music as his degree. But then uh, the majority of my family is in the uh, medical field in some way shape or form like my mom is a nurse my dad was a pharmacist before he retired Um, I have other you know nurses and nurse practitioners and people that work in in the medical field in my family so uh, finding out a way that I could combine like music and helping people and it not just being like a hobby of my own was like the perfect combination for me because I thought about you know maybe looking at a medical profession for me but then I know I knew that I liked music. I knew that I liked, you know, finding ways to, to help people and to serve. So this was kind of like the perfect combination.
0: I think that's so awesome. And the fact that you wanted to um, use serving uh, people as part of re- the reason why you did it, because I think that's so important. And you took something that you love and was able to um, kind of go into the field that you didn't know. That I'm, what I'm gathering is that you didn't know really too much about. Right. Until you went on Google and did that search. Um,
1: exactly yeah like before that day I hadn't even heard of music therapy didn't even know it was an option so it was a big step in the dark for for sure but it all it all worked out
0: and it's like you came you I'm pretty sure by now you're in the light because you've been doing it for a while now and I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome and amazing um and it's just so funny because I did a search and I was looking for like I wonder if they do music because I've heard it like uh, music being done as part of like um in the medical training field but i never really knew that it was ac- an actual position until i started doing some research and i ran across your page and i saw that there was hey there's a, a music therapist in northwest arkansas and i really yeah. would love to um, interview her so i appreciate you so much for um sharing that with us um sure thing which is kind of leading me to my next question because when most people hear music um hear music therapist i'm pretty sure there are some assumptions that go along with that. oh they just do music um but, it's, but in my reading a little into the research myself, I discovered that it's much more than that. Can you take some time to explain how you use music to engage clients? Because you said it's a way that you are able to connect with them. Can you explain how you do that in a non-music behavior and the significance of um, you working to engage them in the behaviors? If that makes sense. Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, So I will I will take one of my my group sessions as an example. So one of the the main client bases I work with right now um, are residents in either assisted living communities or also like memory care units. Um, So in the in the residential communities, they'll have a special unit where um, some of their residents need more care and, and more help. They may have, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia or their health is declining more rapidly than some of the other residents. Um, so what we do in those music therapy groups is it's a time for them to have like social interaction in a group setting because a lot of times, you know, um, especially for residents that are in the later stages of Alzheimer's and dementia, they kind of shut down and, and um, recede back into themselves. And it's, it can seem very like, lonely, and they're not engaging, and they're not active. Um, So what I do is I take music that is um, specifically uh, of importance to them. So I focus on music that may have been um, more prevalent in their early adult lives, um, in their like 20s and 30s. So music that was popular anywhere from like the early 1900s, all the way up to like the 1960s, 1970s right now. And um, I will use music in different ways such as singing together or doing like a a lyric analysis or reminiscence with certain types of music and um, we will kind of use that to help them kind of break out of that shell and um, socialize more and have like group cohesion with some of the other residents and just give them something to like elevate their mood. So for example, um, one thing that I might do in some of my sessions this week is we're, we're singing a song called On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. I'm sure um, a lot of you have heard of that one. And so I'm going to use that song to talk about um, traveling and going on vacation. So once we sing the song together, um, we're going to talk about, you know, different trips they take in, if they went on any family vacation, some of their favorite vacation spots to go to. Um, and that kind of just works on like memory recall and, um, focusing on the, the quote unquote good old days. So it kind of elevates their mood to, to remember all of these pleasant experiences back in their, in their early days. um, it gives them a chance to express themselves, even if they're at a point where they don't really communicate verbally anymore. It's very, um, enlightening and fascinating to see, you know, someone that's usually nonverbal throughout the day, if I sing a song that they're used to or that they know, they will perk up and they will sing all of the lyrics on their own. So it's kind of um, digging into that the back recesses of their mind. And we're opening up um, different parts of the brain so they can communicate, they can express themselves, um, they can get you know, kind of a, a group sense of harmony with, with the rest of the, the residents and, you know, even with caregivers um, and helpers there at the, at the facility. So it's, it's just kind of a way, um, like I said, music is um, it's what we call a global process in the brain. So if you take a song um, that you know and you're singing, you're focusing on the rhythm and the words um, and then maybe where you heard that song the first time, it's capturing um, parts of all areas of your brain rather than focusing on just one area. So that's why you're able to maybe sing some words if you're not able to just speak words because you're, you're grabbing from different areas of the brain. So we're using the music to engage, you know, all parts of your brain and help you, quote unquote, come out of your shell and be able to express and connect not only with yourself, but with others uh, in your area.
0: I think that's so powerful. Um, it, just, it just shows the power of music and like the effect that it has on us, even when we don't realize mm-hmm. it. And so I think that's, so, uh, that's a powerful way to be able to connect with your clients and being able to get them out of their shell and being able to um, help them to feel like, you know, they're still kind of like a part because you said some of them had some memory issues. So um, mm-hmm. just kind of being able to connect them with people again, I think that's, so important to just like human human connection is just important the reason why we breathe we needed to be connected to each other in some kind of a way um so I think that's amazing um and so I would say how how long does it typically take um for someone to kind of for you to begin to see progress
1: um that someone is making um
0: when you do the music well I mean
1: it depends on on the clients like for Um, For my groups in in the residential facilities, in the assisted living and memory care, I'm not necessarily looking for progress more than just like maintaining what they still have. Um, But then, you know, for like my individual clients, it really just depends on where they're at themselves and like specific goals that we're working on. Uh, So for example, one of my individuals that I've had that I've been seeing for a few years now, he came to me when he was like maybe four years old. And uh, when he first started, he was like scared of everything. He had severe like auditory sensory stimulation problems. um, And he hated if I even went near the keyboard that was in my office, like would not let me turn it on, would not let me play a note. We had to have mom in the session with us because he wouldn't interact with just me. And so over the course of uh, a couple months, we had to transition from like mom to sitting in the session with us to mom sitting outside in the waiting area, but still with the door open. So he was still able to see her to him being able to stay in a session for the entire 30 minutes by himself and then slowly introducing the keyboard. And now a few years later, he is in a session with me for an entire hour, does not try and leave, like loves every minute of it. And he will play two or three songs on the keyboard all by himself. And he will request the keyboard all on his own. So it's, it's different, like I said, for, for each individual client, but there is always going to be some form of either, you know, like with, with my older clients, with Alzheimer's and dementia. You'll see those, those glimmers, uh, those little moments where you see them open up and lighten up and you see their mood elevate and they, they're able to look at you and smile and sing with you. Or you can see, you know, like with my individuals, progression over a series of sessions and see you know, where we're going and, and where we've come from. So e- in either case, it's, it's very re- rewarding to see um, how the music is affecting them.
0: It sounds like it. And so what was his drawback towards the um, keyboard? Was it just he didn't like to... Um, you might have said he didn't like to hear the sound of it, or he just kind of... Is it because he was just... You were from unfamiliar to him, or is it just he just didn't too much care for music? What was the kind of drawback in the beginning phase?
1: I, I think it was kind of a combination of all of that. Like, I was a new person to him. Um, but even if his mom played the keyboard, I don't I don't think he liked it. So it was kind of a... An auditory stimulation thing or an auditory aversion to the keyboard. It was just a new sound that he wasn't used to. Um, he didn't like loud sounds at all. So everything we did had to be very like quiet and reserved. And then as time went on, he got more used to it. And he understood, you know, we can control the sounds ourselves. We can make the sounds as loud or as soft as we want. So um, just kind of a, a repetition and getting used to not only me, but like the whole the session room and the session experience he was able to kind of grow and adapt and come to like enjoy and love all of the different sounds and all the different music that we were making together
0: that's awesome so you work with clients all the way from um, preschool all the way up to the elderly and helping them to kind of accomplish some things through music I think that's an awesome testimony um yeah I, I appreciate you for sharing that um uh, we're gonna keep on asking you some more questions so we can get some more information. Um, so, uh, well okay. I was getting ready to ask you what has been the most rewarding thing for you being a music therapist. Uh, I'm oh, not sure goodness. if that was it, but do you have like a particular thing that has been like, uh, maybe something that you haven't said that's been like really that stands out to you?
1: I think um, one of the rewarding parts is seeing people outside of the music therapy session, see the benefits. Like, you know, me being a music therapist, I know what we're looking for. I know what we're going to work on. I know, you know, what progress or what drawbacks are going to be seen. It's, it's very rewarding and uplifting for my career. Um, when, you know, if, if a parent is in the session or if caregivers are in the session or, you know, someone outside my, my music therapy bubble is watching and they come up to me and they say, that is so awesome. They have never engaged in any other therapy as much as they have in here. We have not seen them light up this much in X amount of time. So, um, it's kind of the, you know, the reminder and the validation that, you know, music therapy is, is a legit therapy. You know, some people think, Oh, what, I'm just going to like, open a, open my Spotify playlist and I'm going to play music that I like, and I'm going to be all happy, (laughs) hunky dory. Right. It's (laughs) it's certainly more than that. So, um, when I, when I hear other therapists or, you know, I hear parents, I hear caregivers say, this is fantastic. This is amazing. I love what you do. I see the progress that you're talking about. Um, that's, that's, one of the big rewarding things. I mean, aside from, you know, all the work that actually happens in in the sessions with all of my clients, hearing the the outside validation from other sources is a big plus for me.
0: Awesome. And you sent me a a lot of resources, which I, I found quite interesting, and I think that's rewarding too, being able to hear those clients because I would I would think like, what does a music therapist do? And that's what kind of my initial thing was. They just kind of play music, but um, going over the mm-hmm. research and things that you um, showed me, I was like, oh, they deal with uh, a lot of more stuff when you actually think about music, the rhythm, the sound, the, the motion and different things like that. I think that's so awesome. And I'm going to share um, those resources in the description box um, too when I finish with the podcast so I can share with others. Awesome. Um, and I was so... Um, your uh, clients aren't just like for those who are like developmentally disabled or just in uh, elderly state, but they're for various kinds of treatment. I, I saw on there where you have music therapy for addiction and different things like that. So can you talk about some of the areas um, that music therapy works worked in and?
1: Oh, sure. So um, just a little history. Music therapy actually got started as a profession um, back around World War II. Um, music therapists were helping veterans from the war and that's kind of how it got started. And then, um, it just kind of blossomed into this huge profession. So, I mean, you, you can use music therapy in so many different areas. Like I know music therapists that work, um, with prenatal infants in the hospital. They work with expectant mothers um, that are getting ready to have children. So literally from birth to death, you can use music therapy. There are music therapists that work with, um, hospice patients and their families kind of like through the whole bere- bereavement thing and, and preparing for what's coming. Um, and then, you know, just end of life care, kind of like that. Um, you, like you said, you can work with, um, substance abuse, addiction, There are music therapists that work more on the the psychological side of things. So um, you can go to psychiatric wards or psychiatric facilities, people that are having um, emotional issues or are, you know, in like 48 hour patient care for for some reason or another. Um, You can work in all sorts of medical settings. Um, There is a music therapist here in Arkansas that works at um, Arkansas Children's in Little Rock and he works with all different types of patients there in the hospital. Um, You can work in a more educational setting. Like I know some music therapists that do like a double major in music education or special education and music therapy. And you can work with like special ed classrooms. You can partner with um, music teachers in the schools and kind of do like a a music therapy session with those as well. Um, Like you said, I work with preschool age uh clients um this past year i was working with the the local head start program and going to some of the preschool classes there and i would do um uh two sessions a month with their uh preschool classes and we would you know just just work on you know normal uh what would you call it normal developmental uh activities so you know learning to take turns learning to share Um, learning to follow directions and increasing your attention span. So, and the beauty with music therapy is that we can, we can use it as what we call like an interdisciplinary approach. So we can um, tie together with other therapies that someone might be in. So um, like if we're looking at, you know, clients with developmental disabilities, um, clients with, with autism or Down syndrome, things like that, they they tend to have other therapies going on. So, you know, they'll be in speech, they'll be in occupational therapy, physical therapy, and we can work with those other therapists and kind of piggyback off of each other, see what we're working on in our sessions and combine together. So the, the client's kind of getting like a double whammy of what they'd be working on. We're able to carry that over and then you can kind of see it transition into like their everyday life, even outside of therapies. So That's, that's the fun part about music therapy. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to be a doctor, there are specific um, specialties that you look at with helping. Like if you're a doctor, you're not going to help the entire gamut. You're not going to be a surgeon and you're not going to be a pediatrician or a cardiologist all at once. You're, you're going to pick, you know, kind of your niche that you want to work on, but there are so many options and so many availabilities. Of who we can help with with music therapy and that's that's one of the big things i love about the profession is there are so many options for you to go into that you're that you find you know the the group that you are drawn to the most and then you decide okay this is who i'm going to benefit this is who i'm going to work with this is where we're going
0: so um i would say being in arkansas and not really uh music therapy not really um maybe not being as broad as it may be somewhere else. Like how do you kind of get your clients? Like, are they recommended to you or, or do you go and seek them out? And then when you do go seek them out or or you do get a client that may not know anything about music therapy, how do you kind of get them over that hump of it's just not just, it's not just music. It's more than that.
1: Um, Sure. It's kind of a little bit of all of that combined. Like when I first started out um, I moved back uh, to this area um, in 2012 I believe after I got done with my master's up in Springfield, moved back home here uh, to Fayetteville and knew there was nothing and knew I was starting from scratch. Um, So it was a combination of uh, going to facilities and saying, hey, I'm a music therapist in the area now. If you're interested, let me give you like a little demonstration session. And if you want, we'll continue to have me come so on and so forth. And then that kind of turned into word of mouth of, oh, we have Carrie come, you should get her in your facility. And then, you know, word of mouth is, is a big thing for, for this area, for sure. Um, and then, you know, having like a good online social media presence, you know, keeping my website updated, kind of posting on, you know, my Facebook page of what's been going on and what we're doing, people kind of see that. And that's like a good exposure for me. And then word of mouth is huge. Like I'll get a client and they'll say, oh, we're going to Carrie. We love Carrie. You should check out Carrie. So on and so forth. Music therapy is awesome. I think your kiddo or your person would love music therapy as well. So it's kind of like that.
0: Can you share um, your social media page with us? Um, so if someone wants to come and look you up, then we'll be able to, they'll be able to get in contact with you.
1: And Sure. Do- uh, so I am on Facebook um, and my page is just Music Therapy of Northwest Arkansas. Um, and then if you want to go to my website, it is musictherapynwa.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so
1: much. And, it, uh, and I have a, a Twitter as well, I think, but I never, I never checked the Twitter. So don't worry about that. But yeah, <laughs> Facebook and the, the website are my main social medias.
0: Awesome. And one last question before you go if someone else um, wanted to get into music therapy, um, especially in areas that maybe, not ha- maybe don't have a music therapist, um, why would you say that they should get involved with uh, music therapy? What would be like the main reason? I,
1: I, I would say, um, you know, if you yourself have a passion for music And you have a passion for, for helping people. Like if you're an introvert, maybe music therapy is not the career for you. I'm just saying there's a lot (laughs) of dealing with people all the time, but you know, if, if you're wanting to use your musical skills in more than just like a performance area, I would say definitely check out music therapy. Um, if you have people in your life as well, that you, Maybe, maybe you have family members with developmental disabilities. Maybe you have grandparents that um, dealt with Alzheimer's or dementia. Maybe you have someone going through um, emotional issues or, you know, addiction or substance abuse or anything like that, and you want to find a way to help them and connect with them, definitely check out Music Therapy. Um, even if you're not looking for it, like, as a career yourself, um, in, in, you know, the in the Arkansas area, not necessarily Arkansas itself, but surrounding states, there are lots of, of options. And there are a few music therapists dispersed throughout Arkansas. So you might be able to, to find someone to help you and in, in receive music therapy there. Um, but one one big resource that I would recommend is the American Music Therapy Association website, which is musictherapy.org. And they have like a, a national directory of where music therapists are located, um, where you can find schools that offer music therapy degrees. If you're interested in pursuing music therapy as a career, Um, they have uh, places that you can go for internships. If you're going to keep going through, because like like I said earlier, you have to get your college degree and then do an internship and then take like the national certification exam and then you become a music therapist. So yes, musictherapy.org would be a huge starting point just to get a basic overall understanding of what music therapy is, how it's used um, in the current day, and where you can find it either to receive music therapy or become a music therapist yourself.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm gonna share um, the resources that um, she sent to me in the description box um, on the podcast link. And I um, really appreciate you for um, sharing this. Um, I feel like it was something that was um, very much needed. I enjoyed um, what you had to say. Um thank you so much Carrie Jenkins and if you have anything else that you want to add that maybe I um didn't ask you about um you can share now if you want to I
1: I think we covered a good uh, I just wanted to say thank you again for having me um any chance that I'm able to um spread more exposure about music therapy especially here in Arkansas is is very much appreciated so thank you again for having me
0: Yes and we always end um the podcast with a prayer so I'm going to um, end this podcast with a prayer and then we can um sign off with it okay Here sounds it good dear heavenly father we thank you lord god for your love we thank you lord god for your mercy and your grace thank you lord, father god for giving us different avenues lord god to be able to spread love and encouragement lord god i pray that you would bless um Carrie and her endeavors lord god and just continue to um be a, allowing her to be a light to shine in a dark area thank you father god for just um your peace your mercy your love and your kindness there is none like you in all the earth we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray everyone Amen. go forward and be blessed. You have just tuned in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with Lynn Stacy. You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.